0: Welcome to the Experience Darden podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Pravaj Daria. Pravaj is a second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2021, and he's also the vice president for international affairs for the Darden Student Association. Pravaj and I recently connected via Zoom to talk a bit more about his background, what led him to Darden, how the Darden Student Association supports international students, and so much more. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Pravaj Daria. Pravaj, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brett. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. All right. Well, uh, the, the, the semester is just ramping up for you now. And I guess what, second week of class? How, how are things? Yeah, things are going good. Uh, excited about the last semester at
1: Darden, Trying to make the most out of it because I know I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss my time in Charlottesville
0: I'm gonna miss all my friends at Darden a lot, so trying to make the most of what I can. So I wonder, um, have you picked up any new hobbies? Anything that you've been doing to spend uh, sort of help the time pass a little bit? I know Darden keeps you busy and all the other things, but uh, any new hobbies in the pandemic? No new hobbies as such, but I've been trying to learn a lot about
1: American culture. I've been trying to follow more of American football. I was, I was following the NBA really close as, as soon as the playoffs started. And when I was a child, I used to support the
0: Lakers. So I was super excited when the Lakers won the NBA. Yeah, and looking like they might win it again this year. Uh, we generally don't get in the prediction business here on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> they, they look pretty strong this year. Uh, LeBron James, ageless. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, truly amazing. You're going to have to get one of those throwback jerseys. I don't know if you've seen the blue and white jerseys that they wore earlier this year that are, that are vintage, 60s era Lakers.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I would love to get one
1: of those. I, I also want to get
0: one of those jerseys they were they to uh, uh, pay tribute to Kobe. It's perfect. They've got memorabilia. <laughs> don't, do not worry, Pravaj. There's plenty of opportunities for you to celebrate your Laker fan-ness. What prompted your sort of desire to learn more about American culture?
1: So I'm a big uh, sports fanatic. So the American sports, like I used to uh, follow basketball and baseball back home in India when I was a child, not so much American football. And honestly, like back home in India, I think American football is a pretty simple game. But the more I follow it, like learning about the tactics and and, you know, the different combinations that go into it, it really excites me and it I just makes me want to learn more. And as far as the rest of American culture goes, uh, I, I just believe that now that I'm going to be working here post-Darden, it, it's just helpful to know more about the culture as I interact with different people at my workplace at Darden. So that, that, really, gets exci- that really gets me excited as well.
0: Well, I think uh, from our pre-podcast conversation, you're, you're bound for Seattle. We'll talk about this in the... In the in the coming minutes here on the podcast but i believe they'll want you to be a seahawks fan so you'll join the <laughs> join the 12th 12th man so to speak um uh, there uh, but uh, a very good team as well so you, you perhaps have some american football in your future so tell us a little bit more about your story um who are you and, and what's your what's your background what did you do before coming to darden
1: yeah absolutely so prior to darden i had a very entrepreneurial journey so I'll go a bit more behind, like I, I, I grew up in a joint family. When I say joint family, it was a family in which my father and his brothers, we all lived under the same rule and we had, we had our own family business since then. So there was a very entrepreneurial environment in my family and that really prompted me to do something entrepreneurial and of course also join my family business uh, once I finished my graduation. So after my undergrad, which I did in mechanical engineering, and I went to Dubai to pursue it, I uh, joined my family business, uh, which was into manufacturing boiler components for thermal power plants. And I really enjoyed uh, working in the industry, uh, enjoyed the manufacturing part of it, interacting with clients of you know Fortune 500 companies. But at some point I also realized that this was something, like, I had not started this business, though I enjoyed managing it. I wanted to have my own baby, so in 2017 i started my own e-commerce startup in which we sold merchandise related to cricket and bollywood like cricket is 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 a, is a huge sport in india just like american football is in the us and bollywood is is like the hollywood uh how uh, we have hollywood in the us we have bollywood in india and we had great success in that startup but to be honest with you, i really did not enjoy the e-commerce business i felt it had become too cap uh, too capital oriented because digital marketing was all about how much more money you can pump in at that point, uh, you could win the race. So I, I was really looking to make a shift in my career. And in some ways, uh, I would say that, 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 that's what led me to come into Darden. Did you always know that you wanted to pursue an MBA?
0: Um,
1: so to be honest with you, uh, when I was an undergrad, I wanted to pursue an MBA, but it was more out of the lure of being an MBA. Not, there was no logical reason why I wanted to pursue an MBA. And then once I joined my family business, uh, I got really engrossed in it with all the work that was there. I never thought of doing an MBA till I actually did my own startup and had, had, had a chance to look at what, what are the skill sets that I was lacking
0: and what is the future career path I would want to select. So I'm, I'm wondering how, how you ended up at Darden. Tell us more about that story. Yeah, I would, I would say that, that's... Uh, that's a fantastic uh, story for
1: me. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, for a long time, like, when I, when I, when I gave my GMAT, I wasn't sure that I was going to apply to MBA schools. And even after giving my GMAT, I had never heard of Darden. I heard of University of Virginia. I had not heard of Darden. So, you know, like, every applicant, I started going through all the rankings and things like that. And I see the school, Darden School of Business, top 10 business school. I was like, how come I've not heard about it? And then I started researching about it, started going through the websites, started looking at the opportunities that they have. Like I was also looking into entrepreneurial things that I could do post-Darden. And there were so many resources available there. But then I started talking to people, you know, trying to inquire, like, what is the curriculum like? Trying to understand what the case study method is. Like, to be honest with you, uh, six months before I started applying, I did not know exactly know what case study method is. And I started finding that out and I was, like I fell in love with the case study method and speaking to people at Darden, I really liked the community. I realized that if I if I was going to spend two years of, of my life at a location, I really needed to enjoy enjoy the place I'm going to be at. It just can't be a transactional relationship for two years. And uh, that that honestly drew me to Darden. I was also looking, so when I was applying, I was also looking at schools which were in small towns. Uh, and my logic for that was that if I go to a big city, somewhere down the line, I felt that most of the students, at least the domestic students, they would have friends. Like if you go to New York, they would have friends from high school or from their undergrad or from their past work. They would already have friends. So their commitment to build a community or build friendship with other students within the business school won't be the same as people who go to small business schools. Right. Secondly, living in big city, there are a lot of distractions. I think the, 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 the whole college town vibe of Charlottesville really gives the opportunity to build a community at which Darden really excels. And I would say that definitely is,
0: is what drew me to Darden. So what was it like moving to Charlottesville? Um, was there an adjustment? Um, I would say, yeah, there,
1: there was, there was there were, there were some adjustments. Like I come from Mumbai in India and just to give our listeners some context, Mumbai is just like New York City. It's like a big city, a uh, very fast-paced city. And like you you couldn't leave your house without bumping into 50 or 100, 100 people if you just step out of your house. Well, Charlotte is very different. It's it's less dense. Uh, it's much more quiet. The pace of life is slightly slower. So that was an adjustment for me as well. Uh, other than that, living away from family. Though I had done that before, I would never lived so far away that the time difference would make such a big difference, like to be able to communicate with family. Those adjustments were there. But having said that, I think once Darden started, and for me it started with the International Student Orientation Program, uh, it was I think four or five days after I landed in Charlottesville. I think uh, none, of those, uh, none of those thoughts about missing, about being away from home or being in a small town ever creeped into my, creeped into my mind ever again because as soon as I started, I started meeting my international uh, peers. Uh, we, the scheduling was from early in the morning to late in the evening. We already had a lot of work to do and Darden keeps you busy. Like There's no mistake about that. And I think, I think within a week or two, I was comfortably settled into Charlottesville.
0: So tell us a little bit more about that first year. I think one of, one of the things that we've talked about a bunch here on the podcast is just the adjustment. Um, feeling that it's helpful for people who are prospective students potentially enrolling at Darden in August to hear a little bit more about that adjustment some of the challenges some of the ways that students grow and adapt I wonder what was your first year like and, and were there any things that you you had to adjust to yes uh, I think I think there's a lot of adjustment
1: for sure and I would say it's 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 more to you as a person, how much do you observe and learn about yourself and you move on? Like, if you're not self-aware, maybe you'll not adjust so much. I think for more, I, I can give you one example for that matter, like about how I used to speak in class. And I think that's a beauty of the case study method. Like initially, when I spoke in class, I, 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 was, I, I spoke without understanding how other people would perceive what I was saying, without understanding the diversity that existed in the room, the cultural awareness that exists in the room. But every time I spoke, I heard my own voice. I realized that certain things the way I say is not right. Certain things the way I say is very good and I should continue doing that. I started observing people's reactions, how they reacted to how I say it. And I changed myself to be, to be finer, to be better, to, to, make my, uh, to make my points come across without hurting anyone's feelings or without sounding arrogant or rude, you know? And I think this is one of the best trainings that Darden could have given me without intending to do so. But case study method kind of helps you do that. So I would say that was one of the biggest learning curves for me. Second thing was time management. As I would say, Darden is academically rigorous. You have to do your recruiting. And you also want to be social because big part about an MBA is trying to trying to make new friends, trying to build a network. And especially coming into a new country, you do want to develop a huge network, right? Because that this is like you don't have any relatives i mean most people most international students don't have relatives in this country so the friends and the network you build here is what you're going to rely on even after you leave Darden. and that's where, again being in a small town in a community-based environment really really helps so just balancing social academic academics and recruiting really helped me you know uh be a good uh be good at time management more importantly prioritizing so you know like to say something and a Darden alumni i met in my first week Told me that in life, uh, you're juggling two to three balls at any time. At Darden, you're probably juggling six to seven balls at any time. And it's better you decide which ball is important for you. You prioritize catching that one and maybe let the other ones fall. Because if you don't do that, you'll miss out on the balls that really matter to you. And I really took that advice seriously. And I was very serious about what I prioritized when I wanted to socialize, when I wanted to focus on academics or recruiting. And I think that helped me as I did my internship as well, prioritizing because the internship is only a 12 week internship and they give you a project, which they themselves know you're not going to be able to finish in three months, but they want to challenge you. They want to task you with that. And having that experience of, you know, prioritizing things really helped me as I went into my internship.
0: We had Debbie Wilson on the podcast not so long ago, and one of the tips that she shared for our listeners was the importance of knowing your values and knowing what's important to you as you come into this experience. Uh, to your priorities point, uh, your priorities will be different than someone else's priorities, and the more time you can spend thinking about these kind of things so that when you come in and you have all these these things competing for your time, you can have that sort of clarity of purpose to say, you know what, this is what's most important to me right now, can really help when you're a busy Darden student. Yes,
1: absolutely. And it's great that you mentioned Debbie. She's a very important resource for all of us Darden students. She especially has a soft corner for
0: international students, and she's always there to give us the right advice. It was such a pleasure having her on the podcast. And the more she talked, the more I realized that while she's speaking about the MBA experience and, you know, Darden students and adjustment to Darden, so much of what she was sharing in terms of tips and advice applies right now with what's going on in the world. You know, this is a time where you know, people may be uh, feeling a bit more stressed. Uh, they may not necessarily be uh, feeling so great. Um, and so how do you recenter? How do you take care of yourself? Um, some of the self-care strategies that she was talking about, um, really, really helpful, I think, for anybody, anytime, but maybe particularly so right now, just given everything going on. Yes, absolutely true. So, well, tell us a little bit more about your summer. Where were you this summer? So, I interned. I interned
1: at Microsoft this summer. I was supposed to be in Seattle, but for COVID nineteen, so I ended up doing my internship virtually from my home in Ivy Gardens, Charlottesville. Uh, my role at Microsoft as a was a product marketing manager, and I had a I had an amazing summer experience with Microsoft. Of oh, I worked I worked on one of the pricing projects uh, for their cloud uh, cloud services product, Azure. and I think the experience was was amazing in two ways. One was it was the first time I was working uh, in america with, with, a, with a very diverse set of people and secondly, it just it, the whole virtual virtual nature it made it even more difficult. But, uh, but it, it was an amazing experience. It was amazing to see how helpful people were at Microsoft. And also, like, uh, while I was on Microsoft, just I had like multiple conversations, I would say, more, with more than 10 to 15 Darden alarms, The kind of support I got from Darden alums was outstanding. I could, I could send them decks to get advice on uh, the way my project was progressing and things like that. But also, uh, I got a very different glimpse of how business happens in America. And that, for me, was most exciting. And I, I don't know if I can extrapolate this to all American companies, but I can definitely speak about this, uh, about this related to Microsoft. So at the beginning of my internship, the entire country uh, was, uh, was uh, in the midst of a Black Lives Matter protest. And on LinkedIn, you know, all companies were posting about how we need to uh, get more educated about racism, how we need to reduce it. And Microsoft did the same. They released a statement as well, but, they, but the cloud marketing team that I worked for, they went a step ahead. They suggested that all, all, all team members read a book about being a better ally or, or about racism and educate themselves and then discuss the book among themselves. This for me was very different, especially coming from India where such kind of social issues were not openly spoken about Uh, among people and I I was blown away by being proactive I think this is how real change happens it it doesn't happen it doesn't always happen by just making a social media post really changing people how they think educating themselves and
0: I I would that, that was like a really standout memory for me other than the work I did at Microsoft. You are a member of the Darden Student Association, what is called here uh, DSA, uh, part of the alphabet soup of Darden organizations to keep track of, and you are Vice President for International Affairs. Uh, I wonder what attracted you to this role and, and what does your role entail? Absolutely. So,
1: I, initially I never thought that I would come into Darden and take a, take a leadership position uh as every MBA applicant, I was like, I want to get into Darden. I want to I want to get the job that I want to get. I want to I want to make friends and then have a good MBA. But once, once I you know came to Darden and I saw the leadership opportunities that were available, I realized this would be a good, good opportunity to be in a leadership position and lead a diverse, diverse group of people, something that I did not have the opportunity to do in the past. And this would also be a very safe environment where to do it as I had a lot of faculties and a lot of peers who would advise me on what is the right thing to do or what is the wrong thing to do and would call out my mistakes in a nice way. And I would say that was definitely something that prompted me to look at leadership positions. But beyond that, something that I realized over the six to seven months uh, in my first six, seven months at Darden was that while we group all international students into one category, international students, We all are very diverse. Everyone comes from a different continent, different culture. I'm coming from India, but even among Indians, we are so diverse because India is a diverse country, but just generally people are so diverse that I really, I felt that at times I was not able to empathize the challenge that other international students may be going through. I really wanted to be in those shoes and, you know, understand what, what my friends are going through, help everyone, Overcome challenges that they may be facing and help them have a better garden experience. And I would say that was what truly motivated me to, you know, you know, run for that position. Unfortunately, I was elected by my peers, and that was a great, great experience. To, uh, that was a great experience to be elected. But post that, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic hit the United States of America, and all the plans that I had, you know, that I would do in this position, I had to change all of them because. Now we were living in a different world. I, I like to call it the virtual world because most of the things are happening over Zoom. And uh, people are facing different challenges, and international students more so than ever because not only are they living in a different country, they're living by them. Most of them are living by themselves. They, they, are, they are so far away from their families. Some of their families are living in, in countries which are highly affected by COVID 19. While all of this is going on, some of them are still recruiting, some of them are, uh, the academic rigor of Darden is still going on. And uh, it, it, it was very challenging, but I think Darden as a community came together
0: and we have overcome many of those challenges. Tell me a little bit more about the things um, that you and the DSA have done to support uh, students. I mean, you're right to highlight, there's so much going on for people right now and everybody has their own journey. Uh, They're sort of at different places with these things, depending upon their background, their experience, where their family may be in the world. Um, What is the DSA doing to sort of create and foster this community for international students in particular at this time?
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh, as part of DSA, uh, some of the things that we've done is we organized meetups. The first thing was to organize meetups between the first year and second year international students. Because when the first years came in, they were under the, uh, under the guidelines that UV has formed of, of the number of people that could get together. And they did not have the same experience that we had of just walking through the Darden hallways, just bumping into each other. So something that we did is we first created meetups of, of five to 10 people at a local restaurant in Charlottesville, where they could meet each other. The first years could meet the second years, the second years could meet first years and try to build a community in doing so. Darden also supported by you know, offering the meal plan such that people could take the meal from Darden and sit in Flagler Court or Wilkinson Courtyard and have meals with each other. So DSA also promote, promoted that. And we also work, uh, we, uh, I also work with a lot of affinity clubs such as the Darden South Asian Society, or uh, the uh, ABCD, that's the Asian Business Club of Darden. And we try to do events to, to bring the international community together
0: as well. One of the things that I have really appreciated about the DSA's goal for this year is that the DSA wanted everyone not only to feel included, but also loved. They really ambitious goal, um, but it was very very touching uh, that that was what was on the mind of the student leaders uh, this year. Um, How do you feel like the DSA has done with that goal? I think I think we've done we've done a
1: we've done I I don't want to say we've done a good job, but we've tried to do our best. I would say, Uh, especially given that the way we we show love to each other is very different now. It is just not about you know meeting someone, meeting your friends, giving a hug. I mean, that is, not, that is not an option anymore. I think it is more of a way to show people that you, you stand for each other. You're there for each other. I remember uh, clearly in the month of, I think it was the month of September or October, and there was a certain changes, or rather July, I'm so sorry. In the month of July, there were certain changes that were going to be made regarding uh, the F1 visa, which would not have allowed many international students to to, come come to the USA or even continue studying in the USA if the classes were online. There's a temporary rule being passed. And at that time, the president of DSA really wrote a heartfelt letter telling telling all the international students that we as a community are there with you. We're going to stand with you. uh, The university is, is, is protesting against the same, but we are there for each other and do not feel alone. And not only that, the DSA president also tried to educate the domestic students that try to learn about the challenges international students are facing, try to be with them. And I think that that speaks volumes for me about the Darden community. I actually had a lot of, lot of domestic students come and ask me, like, what is going on? Can you tell us? Please let us know if we can be of any help and things like that. And that for me was very touching as well.
0: Well, I think of so much of the Darden experience is trying to understand other people's perspectives and to see a problem from someone else's point of view um, that's to me what the case method is the, the real richness of the case method um, it seems like what you're describing is just part of that
1: yes absolutely and I think I think the, you, are, you absolutely are right when you say the case method and I think this prepares you for life after Darden. because it is so important when you go into a meeting to understand what different perspectives people are coming with because one argument that you make, uh, that an argument that you make for, to one person may not be convincing for the other person, but you can only make a, make a very uh, perfect argument if you understand different perspectives that, that come with them. And, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a practice. You just don't say one day, okay, I'm now going to understand everyone's perspective. It doesn't work that way. You need to practice it again and again, make it a conscious effort to understand how the other person is thinking before you make a statement. And I think Darden does a brilliant job of doing that.
0: Well, what are you looking forward to in the coming months? I know this is your last semester, which I'm sure is exciting, but also probably a little bit bittersweet too, with graduation on the horizon. And, you know, last time being together with your classmates, what, what's on the horizon for you, Pravaj, what are you excited about?
1: So I am I'm excited about a few things. Uh, I, in my role as BSA VP of International, I hope to do a few more meetups among international students. I'm also working with other clubs to do meetups between international and domestic students because that is the best way to form a community right now. But other than that, uh, this week, we have the Asian uh, African Business Week. So I'm really looking forward to attending some of the events then. And then we have a Darden South Asian Conference in March. I'm looking forward to that. But on a personal side, I'm really excited. I can't wait uh, for spring come in. I I really want to go on a few more, or I would say last few hikes in the Shenandoah uh, National Park. I I mean, it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. So I'm really excited about that. And yes, hopefully we can get to do a graduation in person. I mean, that would be the icing on the cake right now. (laughs)
0: We all have our fingers crossed about that. Hopefully, um, things with the virus improve. But um, lots of th- lots going on for you in the in the next couple of months, and spring will be really welcome. Uh, you know, winter this year, you know, it's not too too cold. You know, it's in the thirties and forties, but um, it's hard to beat spring in Charlottesville for sure. Yes, absolutely. Coming, coming from a tropical climate, I do.
1: I, though it's my second winter, I do find it pretty cold. <laughs> So, um,
0: will you be going to Microsoft after graduation?
1: Yes, absolutely. I'll be moving to Seattle after my graduation, and I'm excited to start working. Uh, After a two-year break of not working, it's going to be different as well. Hopefully, it's going to start in person as well.
0: (laughs) Well, Pravaj, any last pieces of advice for our prospective student listeners? Anything um, that you would like to share?
1: I have really thought of many things about how I approach my MBA applications. And I know most of the prospective students would be to get MBA rankings. And I, I don't blame you. I think you should look at them. But I would say use that as a barometer, not as a guide, not as a, you know, it's not, it's not a tool. It, it doesn't mean that if school is ranked five, it's, it's the fifth best. I, I wouldn't say that's true. I know your career objectives for most applicants is the most important thing, getting the right job. But this is what I think. I think if you are ready to put in the effort, If you believe that you can develop the skill set then any of the top 15 schools will help you achieve that goal but what is important is understanding the community and the culture that you are getting into because you're going to invest two years of your life and these schools though will help you get get you the first job what you take away from these schools is a network of your lifetime you are going to be connected to this school these people all your life what you learn here is not only going to help you in your first job it's also going to help you in all the jobs that you do after so while i understand the career oriented look outlook towards towards mba application is important you want to go to schools that you think will get you let me tell you most of these schools will help you get the job you want what's more important is that do you uh, do you do you resonate with the culture that exists in the schools do you think you're going to live in that city with, in that, with people of that school for two years and enjoy it? Or are you going to feel miserable? I think if you can answer that question, I think you would have decided which school you would want to go to.
0: I think that's great advice. It squares with so much of what's been covered here on the podcast. Um, in the two years, you know, you're forming relationships for life. I, ideally, this is a network that you're going to have for a very, very long time. Um, and I thought your point about being in a smaller, smaller town, um, it, earlier and, and now a really, a really good point about the fact that school becomes much more of an anchor for you and much, uh, socially, academically um, because people have picked up and they've moved there and so you know, they're going to invest in those relationships perhaps a bit more than they would if in a bigger place where people are scattered all over with friends already in the area Yes, absolutely,
1: absolutely. and I think it shapes you like the values that the school has are the values you're going to imbibe And you're going to take them forward or rather the community has the values. So you want to
0: ensure that you get into the community that has values that you can resonate with. Well, Pravash, uh, you've got a lot on your plate. We know you have a lot going on right now. I believe you may even have a class later this evening. So um, thank you so much for carving some time out of your afternoon for the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on here. And thank you for everything you're doing on behalf of the Darden community as uh, VP for International Affairs for the Darden Student Association. Yes. Thank you so much, Fred. It was my pleasure to be on this podcast. And that was my interview with Pravaj Darya, a second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2021. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.